Why some tiny streams have high production quality? When you're a really small streamer, right, and you don't really know uh, how to be successful, you don't, you don't know how to get the viewers to come in, and you really want to succeed, you do everything possible to add more stuff to feel like you're progressing and you're, uh, you're, you're improving things. I did that when I was a smaller streamer as well. Uh, I would be so focused on my emotes and my description boxes and stuff and um, what little stuff I could, my alerts and stuff, and I, I cared about all this stuff. And it's just so unimportant for like bringing in new viewers and stuff. It doesn't increase your discoverability and stuff, but it's a thing that you can control. And so like really small streamers, I think they'll just add everything possible, thinking that just, you know, adding another thing will make their streams even better. But sometimes the less is more. You want the important stuff and that's it. Look at my screen right now. It's got like the smallest thing in the corner. You'll find these small streamers who have like 57 things on the screen, different moving animations and GIFs always there, 78 different alerts that just go off all the time. Uh, like 17 different top donor of the five minutes, top donor of 10 minutes, top donor of the year. Um, and, and all that stuff is, it just clogs up the screen and makes your stream look worse and does nothing to help you. But it probably makes them feel, as I did back then, makes you feel like you're controlling something and, uh, and improving your circumstance when in reality you're not. Which is a lot of what I think people do sometimes, which is just doing stuff to feel like you're trying to solve your problems regardless of whether or not it's actually solving your problems, you know? My dream job and the content creator mindset. Do I have a dream job? I'm doing it. This is not a job that when I was younger, I thought, oh, I want to be a Twitch streamer, you know? Twitch streamer, YouTuber, these jobs didn't exist when I was a kid. It was not possible for me to dream of them because they were not things. Uh, When I was a really little kid, I wanted to be a train driver. I liked trains. Even when YouTube was becoming a thing, I wasn't like at the forefront of, oh man, I gotta get into this career. It just kind of happened. I've got other videos talking about um, things that were integral to my success and whatnot, but um, I have worked very hard, but there were so many variables, just so, so many, that just had to be so for me to be in the circumstances I find myself in today. There is undoubtedly more deserving, harder working people than me. But uh, knowing that, I do my best not to squander my good fortune, and I do my best to give literally my all to my job. It's weird, honestly. In some way, the degree to which I work is a way of staving off, I would call it guilt, as in that I'm successful and other people aren't, uh, who might be deserving, even more deserving, makes me feel guilty. So if I work really, really hard, I can at least say that, you know, if someone else were in my position, they wouldn't be working as hard or, or whatever. Like, um, like I'm, I'm not squandering what I have. It's hard, it's hard feeling to explain. So how do you feel about large content creators that work less than me? It is hard for me to understand the mindset of people who get into these careers, like what I have, that are so lucky to be there and who just don't seem to give a fuck or They get really full of themselves and believe they're better than everyone else or something. Uh, Refusing to accept the, you know, luck that went into their success. That's not everyone in this career, obviously, but that's a lot of people. Or the people who, you know, don't work hard to capitalize on their success now and they they just just lay around or whatever. I I, I just just don't. It's just a, a completely different mindset, you know. But there are people who, you know, end up in this kind of career and 
it is basically just a job for them, you know? I'm saying some people, this is just a job. So they do their hours and then they log off and they uh, do anything but this. But there is very little else that I want to do other than this. So it's not really an issue for me, right? The streamers' jobs are so new we won't even know if they would be around in 10 years. I can't imagine streamer is gonna go away unless like really, really damaging legislation comes out. No, even then, because like it would just be the type of streamer that exists. Streamer as a job is just a manifestation of, you know, technology that exists today. If the only way streamer could go away is if that technology didn't exist, right? Like you could ban video game streaming and then it will just become all in real life stuff and whatnot. You can push live streaming somewhere else, but you can't get rid of it. I mean, live streaming's existed for ages, man. Teardown Chaos Mod. Hi, Matter, have you seen the Chaos Mod for Teardown? I have seen Bison's my E7, why do it? Do you think you will see an increased interest in it on yet since these two have made it known to their audiences? Love your work as always, keep it up, my dudek. Chaos Mods have been around for ages, in many different forms. Uh, the main difference for GTA 5 was the Twitch integration because while these randomizer mods or whatever um, or random effects mods have existed it was you know the actual Twitch integration had to come a lot later because Twitch wasn't as big of a thing I don't think one additional chaos mod existing is gonna massively change my life I did see the teardown one um, that it existed I didn't bother watching the footage because I didn't uh, I have no interest in teardown but uh, yeah I don't think it's gonna change things for me Disliking modern car design. 100% real with you, I hate the way this looks at the front. I think it looks like trash. But other people seem to like it, and I'm gonna be inside it, so I don't care. Or is it this? I don't know, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's a non-sport version. I don't know. I'm gonna get a black one. Yeah, it's fine. It, look, it's, it's, it looks fine. And as I say, I'm, I'm more interested in being inside of it, but... The thing that I don't like, I think it's just it's common with every car. Like, you know, like, my windscreen, when I'm looking out of it, it's like this big on my current car, but like a small little thing here, okay? But on modern cars, it's like your vision is just this middle part here. So you got so much less vision than you do on my old car. It feels claustrophobic. More pillars strength for safety? Yeah, I assume so. If your ball sack looks like that, my dude, seek medical attention. I can't figure out Instagram. Uh, I do have an Insta account, yes. I wonder how many people responded. I got six, 6,663 likes. I get so much more engagement on Instagram, so much more. I so badly would like to use the service, but it sucks. Instagram is just so bad. Why do you put the link in the description? Because I do not understand how to use Instagram. It, it doesn't make sense. It's got like 17 different things that all mean something else and links don't work in some places but they do in others and you need like particular resolutions on this part of the website but not this part. It is the worst social media. It's awful. Like I, I use social media for a living. I cannot understand Instagram. It is terrible. TikTok is so simple and easy just like that. Even it has a good desktop thing now. You know, Twitter, simple and easy. YouTube, simple and easy. Twitch, simple and easy. All simple and easy. Then it comes to Instagram. It's like, do you want your story with a sandwich on like, like, like four by 17 resolution? To fuck off. It's awful. Like I'd like to hire a person just to deal with my Instagram, but I'd have to 
find someone I can trust to that degree, which I don't know if I could. I even wanted to go back to taking pictures of myself every single time I went live on Instagram and putting them on Instagram, but it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't even work. Do I like dark jokes? Do I like dark jokes and memes? It depends. Some dark jokes, like, push the boundaries of what is acceptable and, and norms, and other dark jokes are just, hey, this is a thing you're not meant to say or do. And that ain't funny, you know? That's just lazy fucking comedy. What happened to Baron? What happened to Baron? Um, from what I've heard in passing, he doesn't... He's not a person who likes attention. He has other stuff, like he does programming or something. He still streams, but he streams on like an old account or something. I don't get it. It's just a, as as is probably abundantly clear. I have never understood Baron. Never. I, I yeah, I don't, I don't get it. He might be one of the people I least the person I understand the least in the world. It's I don't know. Do people deserve to blow up because of algorithmic changes? What's your opinion on random YouTubers blowing up due to the algorithm? Do they deserve it or not? What do you mean? It is possible for algorithmic changes to value certain types of content over other types of content, but no one is successful because of the algorithm. You've got to have good content for people to want to click on it. The algorithm, all it does is just try to serve people content that they will click on. It doesn't make people click on the videos. I mean, everyone who is successful has had variables outside of their control contribute to their success to a greater or lesser extent. Simply having something you didn't directly control contribute to your success. If, uh, if that was sufficient to preclude a person from being deserving of success, then no one deserves success. What do you mean, what do you mean about, uh, about some shorts? The reason why shorts were able to blow up as they did is because some people saw this new feature and went, you know what, I'm gonna do that. Hasn't been proven to be something that you should, that is successful, but I'm gonna take time out of my day to dedicate my time to, to you know, making content for that. And it paid off for them. It's, uh, it's other people's fault that they didn't do that. Again, it's a little bit luck because some people didn't know shorts existed and some regions got it before others and uh, some people just didn't have access to the information and, and da da da. But um, the main reason people were able to explode with shorts is because there was so little shorts content that if you made a shorts, then it went to basically everyone, right? Are there many channels that still today have maintained themselves after shorts are now saturated as it is? And shorts, they don't, didn't make money. Like I benefited from the algorithmic changes, but I also, you know, spent three hours a day, every single day for months and months on end making clips. And uh, I made well over 4,000. Um, I definitely put the work in, you know. 10% of Australians are millionaires. Uh, from my understanding, managers in Australia, they were already getting paid well. Because the minimum wage here is high, you know? If you're working full time somewhere, you're making a good living. Like this is this is a this is a rich country. Like I, I, I saw something yesterday that ten percent of Australians are millionaires. I assume that means um, mainly retirees and stuff, right? Which doesn't surprise me because of the way superannuation works, where like everyone is obligated to save money in what I guess Americans call a four hundred one k or something or whatever. You know, I'm like a. A certain amount of your salary for the whole ent entire country goes into that 
and uh, that can end up being quite a significant amount of money if a person works, you know, from 18 to 60-ish or whatever. That, in fact, a lot of over 60s in Australia are sitting on properties they bought for like 10k back in the 70s and now worth a million, yeah, true. My grandfather being a, I don't think the house is worth a million dollars, but he, he told me he bought like a plot of land for like 50 bucks when he was younger and because, you know, he, he was a builder, he would go down with a couple of his mates every weekend to this suburb that had barely been developed or that like there was no house around, like there's no real infrastructure or whatever, and they just built a house there. He built the house and then he sold that house and bought another house like a few streets down because it was like on the water. <laughs> he preferred to be on the water. But like that, he probably sold the house for, you know, I don't know, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars worth, you know? <laughs> it's a it's a strong return on investment. But but you go to, go there now, the whole thing is massively developed or whatever. That's the advantage, I suppose, of being able to do plumbing and building and all that stuff yourself. And you just buy some land in the middle of nowhere that no one wants and then just a suburb building around it. Ah, uh, yeah, this was this was decades ago, 200, 300k. Your nan bought two bits of land in the inner city for 25 pounds and sold it for like 30-ish pound. She kept the land, we worth a ton right now. I mean, if you go back 50 years by effectively anything, if it's if it's still around today, it's worth a fuck ton, right? And there's uh, guaranteed to be heaps of people who bought stuff for 25 bucks or whatever. It's worth nothing now, whatever, you know. It's just, uh... Am I rich, relatively speaking? Yes. I'm not by multiple houses rich, but I am don't have to worry about bills rich. The generosity of my, my viewers is pretty crazy to consider. I never look at GTA 6 leaks. Thoughts on GTA 6 leaks? They're always dumb. I have not looked at them. I see no reason to, because they're dumb. Every second day, some website is like, Hey yo, GTA 6, trust me bruh. And the reason why it gets reported on is not because these things are ever legitimate, it's because they get clicks. Like absolutely, if I was more proactive, uh, I, w I would meme on them as well. Like, I didn't watch it, but I know TGG made a video, and like, like why wouldn't you? If, if you? if you're proactive and can respond immediately, like, Let's get yourself some free views. Why I prefer to watch Smash Melee to Smash Ultimates. Why just Melee Ultimate? It just has doesn't have the kind of um competitive vibe that Melee does. Nothing ever done in Ultimate looks interesting. Besides, as a casual observer, there are so many characters in Ultimate that you can't really follow what they all can do. And I've never played Ultimate, there's no nostalgia there, you know. Like the movement tech in Melee is insane. Like it's on levels beyond comprehension. Melee's execution, ultimate just knowing the 70 matchups. Yeah, kind of seems that way. I mean, certainly there's, um, you know, certain characters being stronger or weaker against other characters in, um, in Melee as well, but, you know. Do I have a favorite player? Not really. I like watching Hungrybox because he feels like such an underdog in everything that he does. Because like, I didn't know Hungrybox during his time of absolute dominance or whatever. I only know him as this guy who's uh, kind of past his prime. But like, obviously Zane and Mango are always great to watch. Left and I haven't seen much of. Maybe because he's in Europe, I don't know. How you become a mod in a Twitch stream. How does it work with them? With every single stream on Twitch, how, the, how it works. A streamer realizes they need mods because they don't have enough. Maybe there's not enough people around of the current mods for doing stuff in chat. And so then they go, hey, who is a person who's been around for a long time, who I trust and I know? And they pick someone. 
Or they go, hey, other mods, who do you think should be a mod? And then it happens. No one in the history of Twitch has ever gotten mod by asking about it. Is there a limit on the amount of mods you can have? No. I actually knew one person once upon a time who would mod every single person who came to the stream. <laughs> if everyone's a mod, no one's a mod. Is this, you know, just a shitty small stream. In the subtle big score heist, Michael gives one of the guards a bar of gold. What would he do with it? Could a person with some kind of home setup melt gold? Like one singular bar? Because that's what you'd do, right? You'd, and then you'd bury the gold or like put it somewhere, just one bar or something, and then you'd, um, and then like a year later or something, you'd dig it out and melt it. It's better to keep it as a bar. Yeah, but the, it's got a symbol on it. And so it'd be traceable. He wouldn't have connections of how to deal with it through a person like that. You'd, you'd, you'd melt it down and then uh, go to some cash trade gold converter thing or something. Do he remodder? Yeah, he wouldn't have that kind of expertise, right? I'm just trying to think of like what's the minimum he could do. Like what, what would a bar like that be, be worth? Like 100 grand? 500 to 600k? God damn. What I was basing it off was when I was a kid, um, we went on some field trip and they gave us like a little chunk of gold or like a, like a to, to touch and it was worth $20,000. It's like a, like a mold thing like this big or whatever. Dogecoin is stupid. There's nothing tangible or valuable about Dogecoin. As in, it's not connected to anything in real life. There doesn't even, even seem to be any motivation to make it into tradable in of itself or make it into an actual currency. It was made as a meme, as a joke. It was never intended to be a sincere investment. The idea, Dogecoin becoming what it is now, going up 4,000% and stuff, shows how fucking fragile and stupid investments are. And this idea of, oh, you know, capitalism means that uh, capital is distributed in, in the economy in an optimal way. It's like, I'm not, I'm not saying other systems can do it better, but look at Dogecoin and how much money has been thrown at that. Something with absolutely no value and has no reason to exist, has no justification in society at all. And people throw money at it. You're wrong in what? It was literally made as a joke. A joke. You bought Doge and made a solid one hundred dollars. Yes, someone else gave you a hundred dollars. You got a hundred dollars, but someone else lost a hundred dollars. The dude who sold to you lost the value as it increased afterwards. Dogecoin is everyone trying to buy something of effectively no value, well, actually no value, and then hoping to bail and leave other people with the losses. You never do Dogecoin. It's called Dogecoin. It's the biggest giveaway. It was literally made to mock cryptocurrency. To say, look how fucking easy it is to make a cryptocurrency. I'll just make one right now. Dogecoin. And it's what it is now. Ma markets are tied to things in reality of value. They can be hype in different companies and stuff. But the, the companies can go up in value because of more than simply hype. A company does well in its earnings. So people buy the stock. Company does bad. Loses a CEO. You know? the the, the There are things external to the stock price itself that dictate whether it's likely going to go up and down in terms of people buying it. With Doge, it's like, are people buying Doge? Are people buying, are people, are more people buying Doge? Are people buying Doge? Can I buy Doge with the expectation that other people will also buy Doge? Yeah, people, more people buying Doge? Are going to buy some. No one else is buying Doge? Sell, sell, sell. It's, it's literally a barometer for hype. Is it hype? Buy. Is it not hype? You sell. You sell to the detriment of everyone else.
people people hype hype in Doge again? Up? Yeah. Uh, no no hype sell. Like people might buy a stock because they think, oh you know the the fucking um they're, they're bringing out a new product or something. So things are gonna change. Or like the the purpose of the stock market is at least initially to give capital to companies so they can do shit with that capital, make tangible shit. That they make a public offering to to get funds to do stuff to expand the company. With Doge, where's it going? It's it's trading around fucking currency. It's not it's not it's not nothing productive is coming coming from the capital. At the ver at the very least, the existence of some crypto might be okay. But in general, yeah, I do shun the idea of crypto. Currency trading has been a thing practical. Yes, but at the very least, it has like it's tied to governments and their existence and the the economies of different countries. If you think the economy is going bad or good, you can buy different currencies. It's tied to the real world. Like I've never seen a greater condemnation of modern economic systems or cryptocurrency. I mean, the world in general. Doge. Crypto isn't controlled by individuals. Or rather, um, it's the same with the normal economy, where they're, they're, each crypto has a handful of people who control the vast majority of the coins, including um, large financial institutions that have bought up a bunch of different coins. The biggest rises is huge financial institutions buying these coins. These people who ha have all the money, right? they're not sitting on their asses with crypto, they're, they're buying it too. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best. Thank you.